Chapter 1 The Emergency Room Call Late that night, on our last night, we lay in awe, mesmerized again by the Perseid meteor showers as they transformed stardust into streamers of light. They were an anniversary of sorts for us, a summertime event Al and I cherished, and we fell asleep on the widow's walk of our old house. My beautiful wife curled up beside me, her head resting in the crook of my arm. If only I stayed home in the morning, if only I'd looked over at Al and realized nothing I could or would ever do was more important than keeping her safe. If only... Jesus. I've heard patients' families play the if-only game. In the eleven years I've been a doctor, I've come to expect the denial and the bargaining. But reality is cold and hard and all too often irreversible. I did not stay home, and neither did Elle. I was already at my office, studying an MRI that showed what I suspected was a glioblastoma, and wondering how much time I could buy my patient by excising his malignant tumor, when my receptionist buzzed me. The hospital's on line three, said it's urgent. Thanks, Tanya. I picked up the phone, still staring at cross-sections of the temporal lobe. This is Dr. Beaulieu, I said. Hi, Matt, it's Carl Archer. The emergency room doc cleared his throat. You need to come over. Page Phil, he's covering the hospital. He's already here. I need you to come in. It's your wife. Carl's voice sounded as tight as screeching tires. She's had an accident. His tone, more than his words, conveyed the gravity, and its weight kept many questions tamped down in my throat. If Phil had already arrived... Were Elle's injuries neurosurgical, or perhaps my partner simply happened by the ER? Maybe he was standing there telling Elle jokes to distract her from something minor. Please, I thought, don't let her be dead. Is Elle all right? I asked. Carl cleared his throat again. It's serious. Come now, I'll see you in a few minutes. The dial tone sounded. I leaped out of my chair and charged through the waiting room past a woman standing next to her wheelchair-bound son, barely turning to my receptionist to say where I was going. After sprinting the four blocks to the hospital, I arrived at the emergency entrance in a cold sweat. I pushed through the double doors and headed straight to the trauma area. My partner, Phil Gray, stood next to a red code cart, its drawers open. He wore sterile gloves, a gown, and a surgical mask. An IV pole, decked out with a dozen IV bags and pumps, stood against the gurney. Lines of all sorts sprang from the patient's extremities. Not L, please, not L. The ventilator hissed its accordioned wheeze as it pumped oxygen into the hose coming out of her body. The nurse stepped aside, and I saw L's face, white as the bed linens, dried blood caked in her blonde hair. The only indicator that she was still alive was the tracing across the cardiac monitor. Her body was rigid and arched, her toes were pointed and her hands were curled under. The position is called decerebrate posturing and it is an indicator of severe brain damage. I dropped to my knees, knowing whatever happened had devastated her brain. I can't say exactly what happened next. Maybe someone dragged me to my feet, maybe I staggered up of my own volition. Phil said something about L and a fall from a ladder, something about a grand mal seizure in the ambulance and Carl was hovering and saying something about a full cardiac arrest and a Glasgow score of five. Something about being down for only four or five minutes, something about her fixed and dilated pupils, something about her CAT scan, something about surgery. 
I touched L's cold, contorted hand. People were staring at me, pitying me. People I worked with, people I didn't give a damn about. I pulled a light pen from my pocket and checked L's pupils. Come on, L, I thought. React. Prove my gut reaction wrong. Prove them all wrong. I flicked the light across my wife's green eyes, which weren't green at all, but black. Her pupils were blown and huge. I checked her reflexes and found nothing but more evidence that the accident had destroyed Al's brain. I met Phil's eyes, eyes filled with tears. Let me show you the CAT scan I just put in the ICP monitor. Her pressure's high. We started steroids in mannitol. I want to get her down.